ti lo que viniera de ti. Welcome to the Inside the Journey podcast. This is episode number 18 for September 1st, 2013. My name is Nelson DeWitt. John Younger is out today, but we are the team behind the documentary film Identifying Nelson Buscando a Roberto. My guest today is Clarence Smith Jr., the editor of Bold Edition. Bold Edition is an online portfolio of journalistic storytelling that reflects the figurative and literal nature of the word bold. Last year, as part of his portfolio, Clarence did an amazing piece about my adoption and being reunited with my birth family. I invited him on the show today to talk about the challenges of telling such a complicated story and what he thinks are the key elements to telling a good story. Let's jump right in. My guest today is Clarence Smith Jr. He is the editor and chief creative of Bold Edition. Uh, thank you so much for being here with us. Hey, thanks for having me, man. My first question is really, what is Bold Edition? I would try to describe it, but I know I just wouldn't do it justice. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about Bold Edition and what you're trying to do with it? Sure. Bold Edition was originally created to be an online publication, but through process and discovery and you know experience, I've come to find that it's hard to maintain a publication as a sole creator. And so recently I have relaunched Bold um, as a portfolio as publication, which is this sort of working title that I have for having a portfolio, a writing and visual storytelling portfolio that is presented as a publication. And so it allows for me to have a consistent way to uh, present the stories, the original stories that I'm creating, and the stories that I'm creating that appear on Bull Edition are specifically created for that portfolio. So it allows people to see um, the type of uh, creative angle and approach that I would take on certain stories um, of the narrative nonfiction type. And is there a, there's a certain type of story that you're, you're looking to tell, am I right? Yeah, most of the stories, all of them, um, reflect either figuratively or exhibit literally the definition of bold. And the definition of bold, when you look it up in the dictionary, um, has a few elements to it, and so it allows me some latitude of storytelling. So the stories could be flashy, the stories could be showy, the stories could be um, along the lines of the definitions of bold, and it just allows me to have you know a wider depth to them. Um, but it's a kind of a cool niche to have. It's not one that I've seen before, and it allows me to focus my stories in a certain storytelling narrative type of way. Right. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on the show was to talk about uh, storytelling and kind of the challenges or how you approached it. But before we get into that, I think uh, we can talk a little bit about the, the article itself that came out about last year. Am I right? Yeah, last October. Yeah. And uh, you called it the revelation. And I got to say, I had a, a blast working with you on it. We did a uh, you, you did a video piece. You did a written article, and then uh, we took we did like a photo shoot. Yeah, so part of the <clears throat> the way that stories come together, and, and in particular yours, um, for Bold Edition, is that 
you know, I always felt like whatever story appeared there that fit the definition of bold would also uh, in itself contain the three core elements. So the narrative, which is the written portion, the visual, which includes the photography, but also the sort of cinema teaser that appears, you know, that appeared above the fold with your particular piece. Um, and with all three elements, there are certain aspects of the narrative that appear only in those elements. So if you want to get the whole story, you have to go through all of the elements in order to piece it all together. Um, and again, this was just a part of the process that I came up with for telling stories on Bold because I wanted to do it in an original way. And, you know, it led to different conversations with people too because they would say that they read the story and I would say, oh, did you happen to see the cinema teaser or did you, you know, happen to look at all of the photography? You know what I mean? Because people consume things in different ways. And so it allowed me to have open conversations about the stories that I was sharing. Um, and it was all based on the process of how I would produce um, those stories. Now with the relaunch, I'm going to be doing something slightly different, um, which I won't <laughs> spill all the beans here right now, but I can say that it's, you know, there will be things like a cinema teaser and there will still be things like the narrative um, written story itself, but I think that I will be trying to expand the bold edition to exhibit more of the process because I created bold um, as a storytelling journey, if you will. And the way that I'd been producing the earlier editions, including yours, was to publish them and what you got was the final destination. So in no way did you go through the journey with me. So I'm trying to switch things up now that Bold is a portfolio as publication that allows me to sort of step you through the story. And it also is kind of good because it allows the story to dictate itself more to me um, rather than me trying to fashion it into a complete final edition. Yeah, I'm uh, really excited to see what comes because, you know, I was very impressed with the way that you brought it all together at the end. And I can see what you're saying and how that's challenging to, like, get out on any kind of consistent basis. But, um, you know, I, I just have to say you did such a fantastic job kind of laying out all the different pieces and I've, uh, to, to date, there've been, I think three or four different sort of journalistic publications where people have talked about my story in one form or the other. And your piece was probably the most well-researched and put together. And so, you know, maybe you can talk a little bit about, uh, your mindset behind that and how you approached it. Sure. I mean, <clears throat> the, there were a number of pieces already out about your story and about you and about the larger narrative um, about the missing children. And it's, it's a pretty comprehensive story. So in no way that I believe that I could tell all of that accurately and provide clarity for anyone who would be reading the story about you. And so in looking at the other stories that were written, like there was one on Huffington Post, and then there were a couple others elsewhere, plus the uh, book, as well as the things that you have published yourself. You know, I felt that there was a certain 
there was a certain angle that could still be shared that hadn't necessarily been explored um, that got down to you as the individual and what that meant for the larger narrative of the missing children. And so the real challenge for me, and you and I probably had maybe 35 or 40 conversations during the time that I was working on the story, was being very accurate about what had been published and what was accurately published or not and how that could be um, the basis for the narrative. And so when you and I first talked over lunch, you know, you basically talked me through the whole story. And in talking to you, there were probably five or six branches of narrative that I could have pursued. Um, And I think that it would have been too challenging to try to pursue all of them at once. And I, so I thought, well, you know, I could do a series. And then I thought, you know, there's got to be this other sort of singular narrative that I really want to get into. And so in, you know, further conversations with you, I was able to get down to that. And it really came down to the identity quotient for me. Um, And the fact too, that, you know, when I consider the the bold aspect of the story, you know, I, I always look at, well, how will this fit with the niche that I've developed? And I think that, you know, this quest for identity, but also just sort of the revelations that happened in this quest, you know, these things were bold, like how you came about the information, um, how you decided to process it, you and your families, um, and just in general, the circumstances of everything that led to you discovering this other side of who you were. And so, you know, in telling your story, I really wanted to focus on you as the individual, but also to accurately uh, portray the events, which, you know, Bold is a journalistic venture, which means that I do um, try to fact-check sources as much as possible, and I try to make sure that the information that is given to me is as accurate as possible. Um, And so that is really sort of the crux of that challenge in telling your story. Like, it was just too big of a story to begin with, and so trying to decide on what story to tell, um, you know, it came down to the identity and revelations. Yeah, and I I agree with you that one of the challenges I've always had with putting this story out there is you do have these six or seven branches that you can follow um, from adoption to family to war to reuniting to, you know, the list goes on and on. And it's hard to kind of focus that down and distill it into anything that you can really... uh, you know, present to the world in some way that they understand it. And as I hear you talking now, I, I kind of get a better sense of, of your approach to it. And, you know, so you're telling the story and then the, the big highlights are how we looked at the situation. Right. And I think the other, you know, more salient aspect for me was also to the story, you know, I had mentioned this over lunch, was somewhat cinematic to me in the sense that, there were these really sort of, I'm not quite sure, you know, there was these really sort of storytelling elements that were very 
you know, big. They were huge. Like, you know, the, your mother and father being who they were, um, the circumstances in which how you were found, um, the crossover with um, that particular battalion. And, you know, so I think that there was just a lot of things where I was listening to you. And in my head, there's a certain, I wouldn't say made-for-television movie, but, I mean, there's a certain cinematic that is running through my head that, wow, this is a really dramatic story. I guess that's a fair thing to say. And so I didn't, you know, one of the challenges was to not simply rely on that drama to tell your story. Um, I do think that it was an important part of your narrative very early on, and I think that were we to pursue a path about your parents, then, you know, that would be a very dramatic story. But I didn't want to necessarily rely on the cinematic flair and fanfare of the story, but I did want to incorporate that to sort of add um, some balance to, you know, what these revelations actually meant for you. I mean, your your mother was lost to a very dramatic circumstance, and in no way could that be downplayed. And then to understand how you processed that was another important aspect of the story. You're right. There are these very dramatic elements, and I almost feel like those in some ways are the hooks. They, they draw people in. Uh, when I'm telling people the story, I mentioned, you know, my, my parents were revolutionaries and I was separated during a kidnapping mission gone wrong. And those kind of things grab their attention. And, and then they sort of latch on to different parts of the story and start to unpack it and, and say, you know, well, how were you reunited or what was this kidnapping thing? You know, so it, it, it's, it gets people interested, but you don't want to make that too much of, of the focus. Otherwise, then it, it goes from this journalistic storytelling that you're trying to do to a Hollywood blockbuster, you know, where it's where it's very hyped, you know. Um, right. So I agree. And I think that, you know, I struggled for probably three or four months, really, with just, you know, these certain dramatic elements of your stories and the one that I wanted to, the one or two parts that I wanted to incorporate into the narrative. But ultimately, I think that we struck a pretty good balance with that. And I think that, you know, it is much more telling as to why you decided to pursue things in the way that you did as opposed to, you know, another path. Um, you know, I think that that actually worked out really well for us. Hmm. I, I would agree. Let's uh, kind of back out a little bit because we've been talking a lot about my story specifically. And I'm sort of wondering, you know, we're all kind of in the business of storytelling these days. We're all trying to you know, tell our story online or, or um, for our business and that kind of thing. What do you think makes a good story? What's your approach to storytelling that you think kind of works or is that that's meaningful to you? I tell the stories that I actually want to see. And so for me, um, every story that I'm hoping to share, I share it in a way that I would specifically and personally appreciate seeing that story in that way. And part of the challenge with that is making it also universal enough that other people will want to appreciate it in the same way. But my philosophy has been if the story is compelling enough for me to 
be passionate about it, then that passion should be um, enough for others to be able to want to consume the whole thing as well. Mm. So, so you're kind of saying focus on what your what grabs you, and then from there, kind of look at how you relate that back to other people. Yeah, for me that that has worked so far, and I think that you know I would do the same thing where I were I to pursue say a full length documentary feature because ultimately when I think about stories, if they're not interesting to you, in no way can you make them interesting to others. You have sure. people have to believe that that story was worth you spending time on it to tell it, and so I think that. My approach has always been what how would I most enjoy or most you know be passionate about consuming that story, and you know part of that is how bold came to be in the first place um, you know I can share that 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 story, the newsman is actually responsible for the creation of bold in the you know in the way that the stories are presented to begin with because you know I met Dan and Cameron and and you know I had heard this story about the film that they were doing and how they were doing it and at the time there wasn't a platform available um, for me to tell the story how I wanted to share that story which is how I perceived it in these three parts you know visually narratively and then also with the cinematic aspects as well and so I created the platform if you will to share that specific story and that's how bold even came to be as a publication and so you know it is solely based on how I wanted to consume that story and I was hoping that it would also be unique enough to draw others in to appreciate and enjoy that story as well. That's great. I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense. It, it resonates with me as well because, you know, I've been trying to tell my own story. What you said about it has to be meaningful to you. And of course, it's my story and it is meaningful to me. But, you know, I always believed that there was something deeper. There was some, you know, some reason that I just did was so passionate about telling this story that it had to, uh, it, it was bigger than myself. And I think uh, you captured a little bit of that in the piece that you did. And also what you're saying, like, I, I completely understand because that was, that was my approach from the beginning. You know, I, I started writing the blog because I wanted to tell this story in a way and I didn't feel like there was a platform for me to tell that. So I just sort of created one. And uh, as it's evolved, it's turned into the film and all these other things. But um, so that's really interesting. So I know you didn't want to give away too much about the future of Bold, but is there anything that you would like to share with us about uh, the future of Bold edition? Yeah, I do. You know, I will say that I will continue to be sharing stories that, one, um, exhibit Bold, specifically the definition, in a certain way. Um, I will also continue to share them as stories where I think they have yet to get the uh, voice and exposure that they deserve. That's another drive for Bold is to, you know, 
find the extraordinary within the commonplace and share that because I think that there are tons of narratives out there that need to be shared that don't necessarily get the um, publication that they deserve. And so part of my charge is to find those narratives and share them. Um, and in regarding the future of Bold, you know, I, you know, I said I changed it to be this sort of showcase of my talent as a writer and visual storyteller. Um, you know, Bold, it, it used to not be necessarily about me, but Bold Edition is me. Like, you will learn about me through the stories that I choose to share on Bold. And so, you know, I think that there will be a lot more narratives coming from Bold that, you know, specifically would give you insight into my personality and interests and things that I think matter in this world that don't necessarily have the platform that they need. Um, and in terms of how I want to approach the editions differently, there will still be specific bold editions. Like, for instance, the Revelation was edition three, you know, the Newsman was edition two, and so on. You know, I will still continue to publish editions, but I think that in leading up to that, I will also be using boldedition.com to um, publish the journey up to the final publication, which is to say that you will be exposed to certain aspects of the process, but again, you have to consume all of these different elements in order to get the full story. Um, and so I think that that's part of this new experimentation I'm doing that I'm hoping uh, will resonate with people. Um, so I'm hoping, I think, that you will see something by mid-September that, you know, begins that part of the journey for Bolt. Awesome. Well, uh, well, I know I am anxiously waiting to see what's next for Bold, and uh, so are some other people. But um, uh, Clarence, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. I know you're a busy guy. Um, it was a pleasure having you on. Well, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you sharing your story with me. The website is boldedition.com. Please go check it out. It is amazing. Uh, Clarence does some great work, and we're looking forward to seeing more. All right, that is our show for today. Just wanted to say thank you all for listening and a special thank you to AJ and Melissa Leon and all the misfits. You guys have been tweeting and sharing the film and I really appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot and it helps us out. We are a week or so away from some major announcements. We're going to be sharing our plans for the next couple months and when you might be able to see the film in its entirety, so stay tuned for those announcements. The best way to get that information is by subscribing to the newsletter. You can head on over to inbarfilm.com nl to sign up, and uh, we will be writing you in a week or so with, with the details of what's to come. We are so excited. John is going to be back with us next week. He's been away for almost a month now. We miss him, but uh, he had to get married, so I think that takes precedence. Anyway, thank you for all the support and all the love. Once again, go to inbarfilm.com slash nl to sign up for the newsletter, and cue the music. <laughs>